What's good, fam? Thanks for joining me, your host, Corey Cabri, on the Living Life on Purpose podcast, where we discuss various topics on how to apply God's principles to your everyday life. I hope you enjoyed the discussion. All right. I know everybody jumping at the bit to uh, jump into this discussion. But I'm going to go ahead and read something real quick, and then I'm going to share something, and then, you know, everybody else, y'all just talk. I'm going to listen to this. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Matthew 20. I was reading this the other day, and it really stood out to me. And it just go. It coincides with the scriptures that I gave you. Just something just to tickle your ears a little bit. Uh, Beginning with this Matthew 20, beginning with verse 20, and then then the mother of Zebedee's sons came with her sons. And kneeling down, asked a favor of him. What is it you want? He asked. She said, Grant that one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom. You don't know what you are asking, Jesus said to them. Can you drink the cup I am going to drink? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, You will indeed drink from my cup but to sit at my right or my left is not for me to grant these places belong to those for whom they have been prepared by my father when the ten heard about this they were indignant the other ten disciples with the two brothers Jesus called Jesus called them together and said you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a rent for many. So I was reading that the other day, and uh, the Lord was saying something to me. I was you know, we as we usually do, we were just talking, and you know, I was just speaking things like uh, improving and becoming better, and how I can do this and do that to help people to see or help myself to see things and this, that, and the other. And the Lord just gave me the scripture, but then before He gave it to me, He told me this. He said. It is not about you becoming better. It's not about you becoming better. It's about you becoming less. <laughs> Think about that. He said it's not about you becoming better. It's not about you becoming greater. It's about you becoming less. And then he showed me this scripture because before that I was like, wow, it, it, it was mind-boggling. Man, Lord, you know, what are you saying? What are you, what are you saying? I, I kind of understand, but then I don't. But then... He showed me in the light that if you're fixated on you getting better, then guess who you're not looking at? Me. You're not looking at God. And then he says, I didn't come here to be, you know, this great thing, this great entity. And as I was reading that in your hearing, he said, if you want to be great, if you, you want to be first, then you need to be a servant. And then notice what the servant doesn't do. Uh, he doesn't become greater in what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He just serves. 
He doesn't try to be the best servant. No, he just serves. He he becomes less of himself. In other words, he 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 fixates himself on others, and he just pales. In other words, he fades. He or she, you fade. I fade. And guess who's magnified? God, the service. <laughs> you know, people may speak great of you, but what's magnified is the service. And I know this is not befitting for the new year because everybody, you know, has made their new year goals. I know they don't call them resolutions anymore. It's like a new year goal, right? Because the new year has come in, and now it's like I didn't do everything I wanted to do last year, so I gotta move it into this year. So I'm gonna do it this year, and I'm gonna get better. I'm gonna get better at keeping my goals, right? And then the Lord is saying, "No, no, I don't want you to be better though. I just want you to be less. I want you to shift your perspective. I want you to shift your focus." Stop paying so much attention to you and, and look at me. And then let me let me send you out to do what I want you to do. That's why we miss so many opportunities to hear God because we're too busy looking at ourselves. Right? I'm too busy looking at me and looking in areas of me and how I can improve me and how I can advance me. How about advancing God? How about advancing him? But you can't advance him by advancing you. And think about this for a second, too. You can't get better at pushing God ahead of you. And you push God ahead. You're going to pick him up. I'm going to pick God up. <laughs> I'm going to carry him to some place. Because, because that's how we envision it. Like, I'm going to carry God to this place. I hear, I hear people talking all the time, I'm going to make God famous. Well, God is a lot more famous than anybody that's ever walked the earth. Because, oh, by the way, he's been around well before you. Then you found out about him. And after you're gone, other people are going to find out about him. Right? So that would tell me that he's already famous. <laughs> I, I didn't think that was funny. I thought it was funny. No, but never mind. Anyways, beyond that, it's about you taking a step back from you and letting God direct you into what he's wanting you to do, right? That's the whole deal about being a servant. That's the whole thing about being a helper because that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about helping other people. But how can you help other people if you're constantly looking at yourself? You can't. You won't even know how others are to be helped. But what does this revolve around? It revolves around spiritual growth. And spiritual growth doesn't start with you looking at you. We didn't even start out spiritual growth in that light. We started it out by what? Believing. Believing in who? Believing in the God that created you. Shifting your perspective. Shifting your perspective. Even fasting. Right? He was talking, the Lord was showing me something as I've been fasting. And constantly just showing me things, right? And we we always look at things of what I can't do. As I fast, I can't do this. I can't do that. Still you. Still you. Right? And we even talked about, which was a few weeks ago, we talked about things that people fast for. Fasting for this and fasting for that. But never never focusing on the real reason why you're fasting. It's for God. 
It's for God. God was the one who initiated it. <laughs> he initiated it through Moses without Mo without him telling Moses to do it. Right? He didn't tell Moses to not eat. He told Moses things to do. And Moses focused on what God was telling him to do, and that's what he did. And as a result, he didn't eat or drink or entertain himself or do other things. He sat right there in the company of God, and he did exactly what God wanted him to do. And that's what Jesus did. That's exactly what Jesus did. He And the service wasn't to a person. The service was to God. The whole time it was to God. And, and it doesn't change. It doesn't change. It goes right back into that with us. It's not, I'm not here serving people. I'm serving God. I'm not a slave to people. I'm a slave to God. I'm a slave to God. And then Jesus said, I gave my life as a ransom. Well, who paid the debt? <laughs> right? What was the exchange? Because when there's a ransom, there's an exchange. Who got what? Who lost what? Right? I've talked enough. So we have some scriptures. I don't know, you know, if you all have any questions in regards to the scriptures. I just gave you a little introduction. You know, so I'm going to listen to you guys talk. I know it's, it's, it's man, I know when y'all get that goat and that, that sheep scripture, a lot of people, man, I already know. How many people was thinking about going out and, and giving somebody something to drink cause, so that they can give Jesus something to drink? How many people? Nope, nobody. Nobody wanted to go out and give somebody something to drink because when Jesus said, when when I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. Nobody was looking for him to give him something to drink. No. Nobody was looking for somebody hungry to feed him. No? No. <laughs> right? That's not the intent. Not even the intent. But... The amazing part was when you look at Galatians, right, when he talks about being helpless, bearing each other's burdens. And it was another scripture that I didn't give uh, over in Peter where he said, uh, be hospitable without grumbling. But I go to, I'm going to go to Galatians 6. And it says, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit to restore that person gently, but Watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Carry each other's burdens. Being a helper. We talked about the family last week. And this was uh, interesting, interesting in that the, the one thing really that, that I was I was wanting to promote, but who knows what all you got, but the one thing that I was wanting to promote was this the prize the prize to obtain by choosing to follow God is just that God being the prize God is my prize that's it like there's no there's no other prize there's nothing else to obtain everything else is tangible even in heaven right get a mansion in heaven what are you going to do with it what are you going to do with a mansion in heaven <laughs> you don't sleep you know, there's no TV so what are you going to do with a mansion? 
It ain't that. I mean, the streets of gold, what are you going to do, sell the gold? Well, you just look at it and admire it. But are you going to be looking at the streets of gold while you're in the presence of God? Are you really going to be marveling at gold when you got God? Probably not. You're going to be fixated on God. And God is wanting to be your family, and he's wanting you to be his family. And choosing Christ and following Christ is God becomes that prize. That family becomes the prize. Then this week, talking about helping one another, what are you really helping them with? Like, what, what are we helping with? What, what, how are we helping people? In what way? And then when you look at the sheep and the goat, real, real simple, real, real simple, but discussion, really engage in it. But, but when you're helping and what you're helping people with, it's you're helping people to see God. Yeah, helping people to see God. I mean, if you go under that one and two, he said, if someone is caught in a sin, in a sin, well, what is the sin, right? It's some transgression to who? To God. And then it says, restore such a one in gently. How are you going to restore? <laughs> Death has already been paid, right? The debt has already been paid. Jesus has already died for their sin. So how are you going to restore them? Anybody? Somebody has committed an act or a transgression against God. How are you going to restore them gently? By doing what? Can you, can you repeat that question? I said if somebody, you see somebody in a sin, catch someone in a sin, how are you going to restore them? Because that's what he's saying. This is what Paul is saying to the Gentiles. He said, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. How are you going to restore them? Right? Yeah, probably, probably never really thought about it in that light, right? You catch somebody yeah, in that. I, I think it depends, yeah, what, I guess what it is. But normally, I mean, you could say you can you can pray for somebody and and that they, that they start seeing God, but uh, also talking to them and just sharing the word, but not, never in a, in a judging manner. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like I had a friend that was talking about that, uh, that he was told that he had like a, an issue with prescriptions and, and that he was upset because like he was like no like that's my dosage and like people think I'm in drugs and stuff and so I said hey like why why don't you just bring it to God and, and maybe just pray to him and ask him to reveal if, if, if it is a problem or if he can deliver you from taking medication and whatever it is and and it wasn't in a way that you know like I was telling him you you do or you don't have a problem but that's not for me to I don't know like and he was but I'm saying, you know, why don't just just come to God and ask Him to reveal it to you? Right. Yeah. But I don't know if that's a way of doing it, and I never really thought about how, you know, yes, <laughs> what what to do. I mean, I mean, it's it's a, it's not really a right or wrong answer. It's it's really looking at what He's saying. I mean, because. When you when you transgress, what are you doing? You're you're basically doing something in opposition of what God is wanting you to do, right? You're going in the opposite direction of where God is wanting you to go, right? And then you see that. And and I talked about this a while back, but that that act could very well be you. Meaning meaning, this person could have done something to you. <laughs> you, know, you could have been you could have been in the position where God wanted them to do something to you, but then they didn't do what God wanted them to do. They did something opposite of what God wanted them to do to you. 
Like, like, you mean they're in your presence? God wanted them to tell you some type of truth, and then they not to you, and then you were privy of them lying. And then Paul is telling them, saying in the Gent- the, the Galatians, he's saying, restore them. You who's walking by the Spirit, restore them gently. Who are you restoring them with? Right? You're restoring them to God. Right? And then, so when you think about the restoration, because I'm not going to, like, give you an answer. I'm really not. That's not what I'm here to do. I want to discuss this. I want you to think. I want everybody on the line to think about this. We are helpers one to another. And it's not just people that are believing that you are helping people that are not believing because if you hear, read, read in the read what he's saying he said somebody that is caught in an act of a sin and restoring them that's that's almost as if he's saying they're not in right relationship with God but you are and when you say right relationship basically we can kick the can with that all day right but it's like he's saying okay you're you're walking in relationship with God but then this other person isn't Right, so then you're you're privy to this, you're privy to this. This that means you're around people that are not walking in relationship with God. I mean, that's just, it's, it's just how I'm reading it. I mean, I'm not saying that's what Paul is saying, but from from how I'm reading it, it's like I'm around these people and I'm seeing these people and I'm interacting with these people. And then he says, restore them, restore them, restore the relationship between the bridge between them and God. Restore to help restore that in a spirit of gentleness. Restore it in a spirit of gentleness. Right? Helping, helping, helping. Because let me give you another example. Like the Lord was saying, a lot of times we feel like, oh, because we see somebody on the street and they need help, right? And so we help them. And then, in other words, we give somebody some money that's on the street, that's homeless. Or we'll feed the homeless because they're hungry. We give them some money because they don't have a job. Well, they do have a job. That is their job. Helping them would be to get them a job. You're just giving them money or you're just giving them food. It's not really helping them. That's just like like you're their employer. You're their employer in a sense. They're doing their job. It's like, oh, that's, Corey, God forbid you say such a thing. I mean, no, just follow me. They're not going to leave the street. You can give them money. They're not even going to leave their their, their post. <laughs> when you give somebody some money that's, that's homeless or whatever they got, or they may not even be homeless. You just may be assuming they're homeless. They may not even be homeless. But they're, they're manning their post, and you're handing them money, and they stay on the street. They don't leave. <laughs> they stay there. That's not like a job to me. It's not like they working. That's what it sounds like to me. Maybe it's just me and how I'm looking at it. Maybe, but I know one thing. I've seen them. You give them, they still there. They don't leave. And then give you another example. Jesus said that it was it was a woman that was that was wiping Jesus' feet with some perfume and and then Judah said, We could have used that on the poor. And Jesus said, The poor you all have always with you. It's always gonna be poor people. There's always opportunities to give to the poor. It's like, it's like you're helping the poor, you're giving to the poor. No, no, that's the only thing that I'm saying. I'm, I'm making a distinction between giving and helping. Helping is helping somebody 
obtain something or set out or they're setting out to get to a certain place that they don't know how to get to. They don't know how to get to the place and you help them get there. Or they don't know where to go. And you help them to see that this is the best place to go. And then they found out, oh, oh, this is the best place to go. Then they go there. Now they're helped. Now they can in turn help somebody else. That, that to me, is help. This is just me talking, right, just talking. But that's what I'm talking about, though, talking about helping. Because when you read Galatians, this is exactly what Paul is saying. Restore such a one. Restore such a one. Bear their burdens and restore such a one. It wasn't it wasn't just I'm gonna give you or even just pray over you and then there's no restoration. It's like a hope. But if you have a relationship and you say, Well, how did I get it? How did the gap get bridged for me? So then you in turn offer that same thing to someone else. Does that make any sense? Does that make any sense to anybody? You 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 were restored and then you in turn offer that for somebody else. And like, well how in the world do you do it? Well how was it done for you? What happened? What was the process for you? But for the Galatians, Paul administered some truth to them. About who? About God. He administers some truth about God. And then he's telling them in turn to do the same thing. Make sense? Maybe, maybe not. So so if you if you look at the sheep and the goats, you look at the sheep and the goats. Um not really measuring uh, the sheep or the goats, but what Jesus is saying. Like if you just Measure what Jesus is saying. There was something that Jesus was wanting of this person or this group. And then they did it. They did it. I know I'm jumping around, but because nobody's going to discuss it, so I'm going to jump around. I'm assuming that everybody's understanding. Jesus wanted something. He wanted something to drink. They gave him something to drink. Jesus was hungry. They, they, they fed him. Jesus was cold and they gave him some clothes. Jesus was in needing of something and then they did it. They did it. But it was all pertaining to Christ. Right? It's I'm not getting caught up into the tangible things. Right? The, the feeding, the hungry, the clothes, uh, whatever it was, the prison, visiting him. Because, see, we get caught up in the tangible things, and then we check off a box. We check it off, right? Like somebody comes to you, oh, would you pray for me? And we pray for them. It's like, oh, yeah, I'll be praying for you all the time. I pray for you all the time. And, right, and, and, and legitimately so. I mean, it's not, a, it's not a lie. It's a truth. But, but, but how can I help you get restored? Are you in need of restoration? Right? Because, see, and I'm not giving you this 25 because so that you can go and measure yourself. I want you to look at it because a lot of us look at this and we begin to measure ourselves. But then if you go to Galatians, you can't measure that. You can't, you can't measure that. 
And 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 the whole point of this is to get you out of measuring you. <laughs> get you out of measuring you. See, when you look at it, the 25, you try to measure this. You try to do it. But see, they weren't aware that they was doing it to Jesus. In other words, they didn't go to no volunteer thing and do this. And then, and then you know, they didn't do a volunteer thing. Somebody was actually needing help, a, a means to an end, right? And then you did it. You, you did it. There, was, there wasn't an end goal for you in it. There was a, a restoration. Maybe not, maybe not, maybe not. But, but if you get in this, if you're following me, it's, it's all over the place. It is. And, and, and I'm not going to give you the answer. But you got to get this one part. How are you restoring them? People that are in need. If you're seeing somebody, how are you restoring Somebody in need. Somebody that needs help. Are you or do you have it or do you recognize if you do or don't? Because there are times when we focus on ourselves and we don't know if we can help. You don't even know, I, I can't help you. Because we're measuring something that's tangible. And it's like, man, this is so confusing. Yeah, that's good. But I want you to get this. You're measuring something that's tangible. You keep thinking you. You keep thinking you. Like you, you looking at your bank account. Somebody needed some money, and they, well, I'm going to give you this money. But did you help them? They got money from you or not. But did you help them? Corey. Yes. You know, you know, everybody is talking about that movie called The Bird Box. Uh-huh. And they said a lot of people are, are suicide trying to kill themselves. Yeah. So if you, somebody come to you and they saying like, I want to, I'm thinking about killing myself or whatever, is, and you could try to talk them down and, mm-hmm. and you know, tell them what they'll say to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that, I mean, restoring them, trying to, trying to restore them that way, you know? I'm not saying it right. But. Yes. No, no, you're absolutely what you're saying. Yes, that's absolutely it. Right. I'm saying, and that's, that's basically what Jesus is saying and what Paul is saying. Somebody needs help. They need help. They need help. Not just you giving, because that's a different thing. You can give to people. You know what I mean, giving and helping. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's all wrapped up into the same thing. But. When you give, you can give and give and give and people not get help. The help that we're talking about is the restoration of a relationship. You know what I mean? And and even if somebody is suicidal, you can talk them down from suicide. But then they still not really get help. You know what I mean? Because, okay, now they don't want to kill themselves, but then they constantly kill themselves in a slower manner versus hanging themselves or jumping out of a window or, or, or shooting themselves. They may drink themselves into that, that state, or they may eat themselves into that state. They may be suffering from a depression. Or de- some, they be suffering from depression, or they may be suffering from abuse or neglect. They may be suffering from something. And, and there's, this, there's this bridge or this gap, right, that they need mended between them and somebody that's so stable, right, and the stability is God, right? That's what we're saying because that's our stability, right? I'll give you that answer. Yes, God is our stability. And and if you are in 
recognize if you recognizing that there's somebody that ha- doesn't have that stability in their life, it's like how am I going to restore them? Especially if they don't want it, because you can give somebody some information as far as you know you're loved. You 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 know you you killing yourself isn't going to make it better. Or or you can ask them the question: What are you really suffering from? Like, what is really causing you to want to end yourself today? Like, there's nothing else for you here. In that movie Bird Box, I did. I watched it, and a lot of people criticize a lot of things about the movie. And and the one thing that people aren't, that I hadn't heard people talk about from the movie, which I thought the movie was dumb, but the one thing in the movie, it was so profound. I'm glad you brought that movie up. It was so profound. Um, was... You had to blindfold yourself. <laughs> you had to blindfold yourself so that you wouldn't see the entity that was causing you to want to kill yourself. And you're like, well, why would that be so profound? Because, because they had to take away their vision, their natural vision, their natural way of seeing in order for them to not be affected. Right? It's similar to what I'm saying in a sense about taking your eyes off of you. You know what I mean? You having to become lesser, right? And, and then at the end of the movie, which I didn't like the movie, but anyways, but at the end of the movie, the people that weren't affected, the people that actually helped save, the people that were out there in the world being affected by all of these people, it was a, it was a compound for blind people. <laughs> I don't know if you get that, but it was a compound for people that were blind. They were blind, so they weren't affected by the things that they saw. But then guess what? Also in the movie, you also had to become deaf to what the spirit was saying. Because the spirit was saying things to you, too, to get you to take off the blindfold and look. So you had to become deaf and blind, all in the same light, so that you wouldn't be affected. And people are talking about this movie being demonic, but in actuality, it's more spiritual than it is, it's more godly than it is demonic. You had to become I know what a deaf. girl was saying. Hmm? Go ahead. Oh, she was saying, like, if you wasn't, like, if you're not just truly filled, don't watch it. Because she said that if your mind is not right, you will it make you, you know, not want to do something to you. Right, right. I mean, I, I don't know how I would do that, but it, it, you did see a lot of people, like, going crazy and committing suicide or doing something crazy. But then the people that survived were the people that became blind and deaf to everything around them. They became blind and deaf. And then think about that. We started out saying... It's not about you becoming better. It's about you becoming less. It's about you becoming less. In order for you to be great, you've got to become less. This is a convoluted discussion. It has to be because it's convoluted. In order for you to become great, you've got to become less. You've got to stop thinking that I've got to be better. I've got to enhance my way of seeing. I've got to enhance my way of hearing. No. No, you've got to diminish your way of seeing and diminish your way of hearing. You got to allow something to become bigger 
in your and bigger in your seeing than you. It's like I can't see anymore. I gotta take I gotta take a back step to seeing. It's like what do you mean by take a back step to seeing? Because we want to see everywhere we're going. We got these end goals that we want to accomplish for the new year, right? Why? <laughs> so that we can be better, right? Tie this on for size. I'm not going to have any goals for the year. I'm going to let God direct. Tie that on for size. I'm not going to have any goals. I'm going to let God direct me each day. God's going to direct me each moment. God's going to direct me. That's your goal. That's my goal. God's going to direct me. Now, now, what are you getting out of that? God. Think about that. Yeah. You get God. What don't you get? An improved you. You don't, you don't get that. You don't get you. You don't get you. Does that make sense? I don't get me, but I get God. Now, now in the process, guess what may happen? You may lose out on a whole lot of stuff because this is that movie. People that didn't see, they lost out on a lot of things, but they also weren't affected by what they saw because that's what we do. We get so affected by what we see, and then we got to get we got to get better in this so I can look like that, and I got to listen to this so that I can feel like that, and I got to listen and feel and hear and everything that's going around in the world. I got to listen, see, and feel it so that I can be a part of it. I want to be a part of everything everybody else is doing. Why? <laughs> Why? So that you can say you did it? So that you can say you saw it? So you can say you heard it? You felt it? But when you get God, you miss out on a whole lot of stuff. You miss out on the best tasting foods. You miss out. But what, what tastes good to other people doesn't taste good to you. Why? Because it ain't good for you. What sounds good to everybody else doesn't sound good to you. Why? Because it ain't elevating your God. It ain't boosting him. It's not, it's not putting him in the forefront. It ain't putting him in the forefront. What feels good to everybody else doesn't feel good to you. Why? Because it's not inducing God. And you live that way. You don't get the good end of the stick, at least from the world side, but you get God. And then when you see people that don't have God because they're so wrapped up into that fad. They're so wrapped up into this 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 mindset of that's this everything is going on. We gotta do what everybody else is doing. We gotta get into the trend. We gotta gotta get attached. We gotta get into this social media. We gotta get connected. We gotta stay attached and connected. They caught in the sin, Corey. Yes. They're caught in the sand, and we see them and don't see them. And we see them and don't see them, and we're not trying to restore them in a spirit of gentleness. Yes. We have something. What do we have? Well, we say we got God. We say God is everything to us, right? We say that. But then when it comes to helping, we're limited. Why? Because we're looking at ourselves. We're looking at things that are tangible. See, I'm, like, I'm trying to give somebody some water. Oh, I gave you some water, and I checked it off. I'm trying to give you something to eat. I gave you something to eat, and I checked it off, and I'm good. I checked that off. I checked this off. I checked that off. But nobody's getting restored. Nobody is getting restored. Nobody's getting restored. 
Yeah. When was the last time God gave us some water? Yeah. I got to become less. I got to become yeah. less. God has to become more. I have to become less. If you don't get anything, get that. I got to become less. If you want to be great, if you want to improve, become less. Become less of you. If you want to be great, become a servant. A servant to God. I'm going to be here to do whatever God wants me to do. What do you want me to do, God? Share me. <laughs> share me. Share me. But then how can you share God if God isn't God? In your life. Yeah, you can tell somebody about God. Here we go, checking off a box. I'm checking this box off. But if you have God to share, it's a totally different mindset. Do you hear that? That's a totally different perspective. When you got God to share, trust me, people are going to approach you differently when you got God to share. But if you're just sharing knowledge about God, ah, I'd rather take my blindfold off. Yeah. <laughs> Bird box. I'd rather take my blindfold off. Yes, sir. That makes sense. I, I'd rather just want, see oh, yeah. and enjoy all of the world, what the world has to give me, even though it's temporary. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I would rather see it. I don't have it for long, but I would rather see it. Yes. But when you have stability, and that, that meaning that God stability, then you can help restore somebody in the spirit of gentleness. And I'm not going to tell you how to do it. Because how God tells me to do it, he may not tell you to do it in that same light. But what you're sharing is God. You're sharing that relationship. You're sharing your relationship with them. You're sharing that. I have a relationship with God. I'm connected, and I'm going to share it. The people at the end, they had the relationship. They were blind and deaf to everything that was going on. They didn't live the same way. They were isolated, in a sense, were isolated right smack dab in the midst of what was going on. They were isolated right smack dab in the middle of what was going on. They weren't moved because it was a certain time of the year. They weren't moved. It didn't move them. Oh, I got to go do this because it's this time of the year. No, I'm blind and I'm deaf. I don't even know. Oh, it is? Oh, okay. Well, do what you got to do. I'm going to be over here doing this. I'm blind and I'm deaf. I'm keeping my blindfolds on and I'm guarding my ears. Because you got this all, well, you got to do this. No, I don't. I don't have to do that. Because a person wants this, no, I don't have to do that. Because they want that, I don't have to do that. It's like when Peter and... And James were going to the church, and the guy, or it was a John, Peter and John, they were going to the church, up to the synagogue, and the man that was broken and poor, and he was lame, and he asked them for silver and gold, and Peter said, silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, give I unto thee. Rise up and walk. <laughs> get up and walk. Get up and walk. Get up and go get you a job. <laughs> told the man to get up and go get you a job. But now, 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 he was able to get up and do that. But one thing he wasn't able to do anymore was to sit there and, and beg. <laughs> so was he helped? <laughs> was he helped? I mean, one person may say no, and then another person would say yes, because he could go and get a job now. 
But then he had to work, though, guys. He had to work before he didn't. I mean, that's all I have. I mean, this is ongoing. This discussion is ongoing because we got to get it. We we deprive this God, and and what we have to give is God, and and that's why God has us here to be His witnesses. Well, family, I hope the discussion has encouraged you. I hope it has enlightened you. I hope it has infused you with love and truth to live a life filled with God on purpose. And if it has, join us again for more godly discussions. Thank you.